Welcome to the Honorable Insurance Podcast. This is a podcast of the Toscano Agency, which, by the way, was founded on Bill Toscano's front porch over 50 years ago. The front porch is a strange place to start a business. It's because his wife would not let him use the dining room. We're still family-owned, operated, and friendly here at the Toscano Agency. You can check out Bill Toscano's front porch on Toscano.com. Make sure you take a look. You can see where it all started. We do have all types of solutions here, but specifically flood risks. We had a great CE class and product webinar where we talked about all things flood. You can check that out in our webinar library. Again, that's at Toscano.com. Third orange button to the right that says, see what you missed. Today, we are talking with flood expert Jessica Waltonball about all the solutions that we have here at Toscano to help you with your flood risk. Without further ado, here's today's episode. Hey, Jessica. Thanks for joining me today. How are you? I'm well. How are you today, Nicole? I'm great. So we've got guest Jessica Walton Ball with us today. So she is a property package underwriter here at the Toscano Agency, but one of her favorite things to do is to work on flood risks. Right, Jessica? Yes. Flood is definitely (laughs) in my top five. There you go. You know, when I was on the retail side, flood was like the F-bomb in the agency because it was so difficult to write. The rules changed all the time. You know, the program shut down, the rates weren't all that great. You were really like limited as to what you could do. Things are very different now, aren't they? They are. They're very different. And luckily we're here to make it as easy as possible. Awesome. So Jessica, why don't you give us a little bit of history at Toscano and you don't have to use numbers if you don't want to, but if you do, we know you started working in insurance when you were 10. Basically, it feels like that sometimes. Um, I have been here at Tuscano's. I just passed my 21st anniversary. Woo-hoo. So I was a baby when I started here. Um, started out in the file room, put in some years as a personal lines underwriter. And now I work on everything property package, flood in the marine in our property package department. Awesome. So what's one of your favorite things about working at the Tuscano agency? What's What's that thing that's kept you here for 21 years? Um, I think it's our sense of family and our sense of community, Um, as everybody has, you know, gone through a lot of things in your personal life, um, not to mention your work life that, you know, just to have this great community of support and people who care about you. And, you know, it's just a real family oriented place to be. It's awesome. And there's a lot of opportunity to grow and learn here and to kind of, you know, move to different teams, which you said, you know, you started in the file room and then you went to personal lines and now you are where you are now. So it's great that there's always opportunity to learn more and dip your toe into a different team. Have you done shadow training and other teams to kind of get an idea and a sense of what they do? I have. And I was lucky enough. I mean, there were only about 30 employees when I started. So we're much, much bigger now. But, you know, working in the file room, I worked, you know, doing mailings when we used to actually use paper and, (laughs) you know, running mail runs and things like that. Um, In personal lines, I learned about a lot about issuing policies, issuing endorsements, invoicing things. Um, So I've kind of touched on everything in the office, which is, you know, a great thing to be able to do. I like being able to tell somebody or explain to somebody why we do something not just because we do it, um, but the background and where it goes after you see it. So I've always, you know, enjoyed that part of it, knowing the background of what we do here. Awesome. And 
obviously you're great at building relationships because you've got some really long-term relationships built with clients um, and independent agents that we work with. So that's definitely your forte. Jessica will talk to you about any risk. And I've witnessed this myself. She's definitely there to help you to be as successful as possible. And like she said, do you understand why the answer is yes or no, or why we need this piece, like the backstory to it, not just the solid, nope, because I said so. You'll never get a short answer from me. I can guarantee <laughs> you that. And I warn, I warn internally, I warn people about that when they call me, you know, well, can you explain this to me or that to me? And I said, if you're ready for the, the long answer. <laughs> right. And, you know, I say this all the time as an independent agent, we hate hearing no from an underwriter. But what I've learned since I've come to the dark side, you know, being on this side of the desk, underwriters really don't like to say no. It hurts them no. just as much. <laughs> Try to fit it in any way possible. And when you, if, if you finally get down to a no, it is usually pretty discouraging. So try not yeah. to do that yeah. you know, to anybody. For sure. So the flood market has drastically changed, especially within the past year and a half. We've seen the differences from the National Flood Program. You know, they had all those folks who were grandfathered in and slowly but surely, you know, they put them into a new rating system and they're trying to get their premiums closer to where they're supposed to be. So there's been huge increases. Um, there's also been a lot of remapping that has landed people in flood zones where they never were in a flood zone before. So um, I would say the environment of the flood market has drastically changed. And more and more people are looking for private flood markets than ever before. Um, I taught a CE class that Jessica was on. She did the Q&A just a couple of weeks ago. And we were looking at some of the changes just from 2018 to today, the number of private flood markets that have suddenly popped up and started providing products. So I want to talk a little bit today, Jessica, about what you're seeing on a day-to-day -day basis um, and how our private flood market difference differs from the National Flood Program. So you want to touch on that just a little bit? Sure. Um, like you said, the changes have been many and <laughs> they've been great. We get a lot of calls. I've actually had two calls already this morning on flood. Um, people looking to find a lower premium than the NFIP. We have multiple carriers. Um, we write all states up and down, you know, the coast. We can do commercial risks. Um, we can do down to single family homes. Whatever your flood need is, we can, you know, almost always place it. Um, our products are all comparable to the NFIP. They're all, you know, lender accepted. We don't ever have a problem there. And the coverage, a lot of times we're able to offer more coverage above and beyond what the NFIP um, offers. We have many deductible options and we should be able to place pretty much any risk for you. That's awesome. And the other really cool thing is there's no waiting period. So you want to talk a little bit about that because I say that and a lot of people don't really understand what that means. Do you want to go a little deeper into that? Well, with the NFIP, they do have the, it's usually a 14 day waiting period. So once the policy is put in force, there is a waiting period. So you can't place flood coverage the day that, you know, a huge storm is coming. <laughs> they try to stay away from that. Um, as long as there is a lender requirement for no waiting period, we don't have one. Our carriers waive it and there's no need and you can start coverage that day that it's bound. That's awesome. And that's a really, really big deal for folks. The other thing that I find to be unique about what we do a lot of the times 
Um, well, most carriers, you have to pay in full. There's just no option. You have to pay in full for your flood premium. We do have the option here since we have our own in-house finance company. If it qualifies, we could potentially provide a payment plan that has some interest on it for those folks that really need that extra help. Do you see people taking advantage of that often, Jessica? Um, anytime that a risk is not mortgagee billed, yes, people, yeah. you know, people like to see that, especially on the larger premiums. We can offer anything from, you know, a two payment up to a nine payment. If they want to make a larger down payment to get the installments, you know, we can make accommodations for all of those things. So it's definitely a perk. Awesome. Very good. So do you want to share some of the most recent risks you've seen, whether it's residential or commercial, some of your success stories that you've helped folks out with? Um, We see a lot. So I don't I don't have too many off the top of my head. We've been seeing and binding, you know, a good bit of flood here in the last few weeks. But I the ones that I like the most that are my success stories. Um I had one recently where it was a larger commercial risk, but we saved the insured over $8,000. Oh my goodness. On yeah, wow. so it's I mean to do that for somebody and especially, I mean, the homeowners obviously aren't that large, you know, that large of a, a decrease. But to save a homeowner, you know, $1,500, $1,100 on a flood premium, that just makes me feel good. <laughs> I mean, oh, because I'm, yeah. a, I'm a homeowner. Mm-hmm. And if I had to pay, you know, $1,500 more on something, I mean, that's, you know, a weekend away with your kids. <laughs> especially the way, yeah, the as expensive as everything is nowadays. Right. So. And a lot of these people literally wake up. And suddenly they're in a flood zone and the bank's going, hey, you need to do this. And it's like, you haven't done anything different. You don't understand why it's happening. You suddenly have this large bill that you didn't have in the budget. Yep. And you've lived there for 15 years. And (laughs) surprise, today you need flood insurance. I know. and We're we're definitely here to help you today. Right. I hear people say, well, I live on the hill. So do you want to explain why the people on the hill need flood insurance too? Any type of, you know, water coming into the home is, you know, just because you live in elevated ground does not mean that your house can't flood. And I can actually vouch for that. I am at the top of a semi-large hill in a cul-de-sac and we have gotten water in our basement. Now we've been very lucky. There is a mark on our basement wall (laughs) where one of the prior owners was not so lucky. It did go, you know, a couple of a couple feet of water. Oh my. But knock on wood, in the years we've lived here, we've only had, you know, small amounts here and there, but it definitely can happen. You can have, you know, ground seepage when you have, you know, horrible strong rains and the ground just, you know, can't absorb it all. Sometimes it just runs right in. Right. So yeah, I know. That was something my grandparents said to me all of the time. And it's so funny when you get into the insurance industry, I've been doing this for 20 years now. Um, when you first get into the insurance industry, like your family doesn't believe you with what you're saying, like your homeowner's policy isn't going to cover every single thing that potentially could happen at your home. It's not going to replace your roof just because it's old and needs to be replaced. Like, uh, but my grandparents used to say to me all the time, why are you saying we need flood insurance? We live in the hell. We've never <laughs> walked in your house. And I'm just like, okay. You know, yeah, I just won't talk about this. Yeah, just, Hope, hopefully about we won't have to, to see. <laughs> hopefully we won't ever have to deal with it, but... Exactly. Oh my gosh. So do you want to tell a little bit about our flood submission tool and why that's such a great thing for you as an underwriter and for our agents? Yes. Um, On our website, under, you know, the online rating in the toolbox, there is a flood submit tool. Um, I haven't counted, but off the top of my head, I want to say it's about 10 questions, which include, you know, name, address. So it's very quick, very simple. 
you hit submit on that, it gets shot over, logged into our system and assigned to either myself or Nicole Plews. She is the other flood underwriter. And we can usually turn them around, you know, very quickly the same day, if not sooner, unless of course we would have to submit to the carrier for some reason, then, you know, maybe next day for you to get your quote, but it's a pretty slick process and it only takes a few minutes. That's awesome. And we've just added another carrier. We don't have to drop names because, you know, our carriers change all of the time, but what's the the total amount of carriers we can go to? Um, well, the new, the new market there it has access to 10. So there are 10, you know, carriers there. In addition to that, we have our original, you know, six or seven. It depends on the the state. We have a few that don't write in PA, but do write in other states. So mm-hmm. just depending on the risk, we can have upwards of, you know, 16, 17 markets. That's amazing. Like that's so much better than an independent agent going out themselves and trying to do 16 quotes themselves. Like this is just really powerful. So when they send in information in that submission tool, it starts to create an application for them too. A big bonus, right? Yes. Yeah. Totally helpful. So um, tell me a little bit about elevation certificates. Done, done, done. I was going to say a necessary evil, but fortunately, it's not so necessary anymore. We do have a few carriers that require them if a risk is in a certain zone, like if they're in an A zone, an AE zone, they want to see that elevation certificate. However, like the new carrier that we talked about, or the new market with 10 carriers, they do not require elevation certificates. So it seems to be something, at least on the private side, that they are getting away from. It's a good thing to have. It tells you a lot of detail about the building. However, like everything else nowadays, it can take a while to obtain one. It's not a cheap thing (laughs) to go and get a flood elevation certificate. So we are very pleased that most of our carriers do not require one at this point. Yes. And when it comes to elevation certificates, they may be on file with the borough. You know, a previous homeowner may have it. So there could be other areas where that would be before and insured necessarily has to go start from scratch for one. So um, we did share some of that in the, the webinar that we did. So those details are available on our website. What happens if someone comes to us and they don't know their flood zone or their community panel number? How is that handled? That is no problem. Um, and I actually do see <laughs> them come through with the wrong flood zone <laughs> on them. But that is, that is absolutely fine. We run those. It's quick and easy. We double check all of them as they come in and it's not a problem. Awesome. All right, Jessica. Well, thanks for taking the time to talk with me today and talk about flood. Is there anything else you want to share with folks that's going to help them get their flood risk to the top of the pile with you? Um, As long as they use that submission tool, it's quick and easy. If you want to, you know, give me a call, that's also another way we can pre-qualify and see how many options we have available for that risk. But otherwise, you know, as your renewals come up with the NFI, you know, you have NFIPs coming up, just feel free to shoot them over to me, email them over, and we'll get some alternate quotes and see if we can help the insured either with coverage or with price. Awesome. Jessica, thanks for joining us today. Thank you so much. And I'm on the road.